Eyes and Ears podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Spokane. Speak Spokane is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Spokane, and at their website, speakpodcasting.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. Welcome to Eyes and Ears Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Bogue, and this is my co-host over here. Yep, I'm Bill Powers, and this podcast is brought to you by Houdini Interactive. It's a local full-stack development design and digital agency, and brought to you by Speak Studios. Speak and be heard. We're going to talk to bands, venues, business owners, you name it, music and marketing. Uh, Really excited today. We have some special guests our first podcast with two other people. Yeah. It's been- Even in the stage here, you know, two on two. Let's go. Right, right. So yep. <laughs> we got a wall between us. We'll see how that wall stays up. Right. So we've got here uh, <laughs> from the wood shop. Corner one. Corner. The corner shop. <laughs> no. <laughs> the wood shop. Tony Baird and Andrea Williams over here. Hey, oh, everybody knew Andrea was already on the podcast already. I'm like, sorry. Yeah. I laughed. I was loud. I interrupted. That's all right. I'll get Laugh this gr- all you oh. want, man. I love it. It's all Are good. You trying to say, censored? can you swear? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you can, you can say the, the F word. Okay. I don't remember. Yeah. 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 There's, there's just, that. just be you, you know, you didn't sign any crazy like swear yeah, contracts. All right. So d- this is a, one of our favorite kind of local boutique agencies, marketing agencies in town, the Woodshop. We love these guys, um, have known some of them before. We were kind of agency partners, Houdini and the Woodshop, a little bit, um, but uh, getting to know them even more in the agency world. These guys are great. Um, so they're, <clears throat> I just pulled this from your website, so here we go. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're an outsourced in-house marketing team that specializes in digital, print, web, social, and analytics, and smiles and laughs. Um, that was on the site? Yeah, you should put it on the site. Get a lot more people. Who wrote that copy? What's the name? So, Tony, co-founders, uh, strategists, kind of lead strategists, right? And yes, then sir. Uh, Andrea over here, client strategists. I prefer ringleader, but yes. No. Ringleader. Okay. She's got that. Got to change that up on the site too. <laughs> yep. Right a lot on. of strategy going on over there. So much strategy. <laughs> strategy. Taking notes. We'll, we'll get everything updated right out of here. As soon as we get out of here, it's going to be a whole new site. We do have a new site coming though soon. Yeah, we oh, do. sweet. Yeah. Excited to see that. Um, we just wanted to start this out, just kind of get a little background on the two of you. Um, we'll start with Andrea. Just kind of give us the quick. Where did Andrea come from and how did she get to the wood shop? Well, I dropped out of college. No. <laughs> uh, and I spent 15 very long years in radio. I worked at Clear Channel before it was iHeart. And then it was Clear Channel Media Entertainment. And then it was iHeart Media. You know, iHeart, iHeart. Um, and then and there I was the... Um, I was the assistant promotions director for six years, seven years. Then I became the digital director... And then I like maxed out that salary and like mar- like everything. I couldn't like move up anymore and stay in Spokane and like radio people like to move. So I went into national sales and then I went over to KXLY and I did sales there for 13 short months. And then this guy was like, hey, do you want to get pizza? 
And I was like, yes. yeah. So we had pizza and then I came to work at the woodshop. So I've been in, I was in radio for 15 years and approaching three at the woodshop. I've been in marketing for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. The radio stuff. I remember <clears throat> long time ago, we had a meeting about Unifest, I think, trying oh, to get yeah. iHeart involved. And then eventually we were like, I don't know about radio, man. Like that was like five years ago. There's Spotify, you know, Apple music. Like what's up with this radio thing? It's old news. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of options these days. <laughs> there are a lot of options. Yeah, I know days. there are. Um, radio is never going to die. Uh, so it's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's fun. I, um, I mean, I can't, I don't have this beautiful show structure in front of me, but I met you guys back where the grand is. I listened yeah. to your first show and I almost like started to cry because I was like, God, how do we, we used to have this like dark old venue, the boulevard that I didn't go to hardly at all. Cause I wasn't even 21. Um, but that's where I met you for the first time. Also yeah. where I met Ashley Graham for the first time. Okay. One of my closest friends. Oh, I haven't friends. heard Ashley Graham. I haven't heard that Talked name in a long time. Talked to her last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. At, uh, the wig bash. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wore a wig because I didn't know that like, it, and it was just wig PR. Amateur mistake. Shim played with all the lights. Wait, last night? No, oh. uh, wig bash. Oh, I thought you were saying like you talked to her last night. Oh, no, I did talk to oh, her okay. last night. <laughs> right, yeah. What is this? Yeah. Come no, on, I man. Still, I gotta, still talk to Ashley You following this? <laughs> following this, bro? <laughs> I love Shim. They, that was a great Shim band. was like the tits. I haven't heard Shim in a while. Yeah. Okay, either. like all of the lights and it was just the hair and like the energy. It was, they were so much fun to see. Kind of like yeah. Belt of Vapor. Yeah. Um, they were sort of like a hip version of uh, like ACDC meets the Black like, Keys kind of a thing. Yes. And, and Arena Rock. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Those guys are awesome. They were awesome. I kind of yeah. missed them. Yeah, that was that was when I met you, and I think I probably just met you a few years later. I mean, around in the music, anybody scene in the music art scene eventually just meets each, meets each other, and then we are like, "How did we meet?" You know, yeah. it's one nobody of those knows. Things. Nobody know. knows ever. That or no one remembers. No. <laughs> I just have like this, <laughs> no one remembers. this cloud of time when I remember you entering into like my life, <laughs> and that's the but that's the way it is a lot when it's that long ago. Yeah, was, that many. Dr shots of whiskey ago or that was ago, like you know? yeah oh gosh at least 10 longer yeah. years ago probably more than 10 yeah, yeah. we're, we're just gonna say oh, it was 11 years ago we time. probably met yeah um yeah and everything started the magic happened and started from there just yeah we i think we you said once to me and it was so true you're like you know, it's like when you go out all the time and you're like, oh, everyone, like everyone knows Matt, everyone knows Andrew, everyone knows Bill. It's like, no, it's like, there's this like core of a few hundred people <laughs> that go out. Right. So when you are out in downtown Spokane, it's like, yeah. you're the fucking mayor. Everyone knows you. Yeah. And I, yep. I love it. I can count how many people I actually know in my hand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I love hugs. So that's a, that's a plus, you know. It's tough times for you, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm getting sick of. Well, no, I'm not getting sick of hugging my wife, but oh. <laughs> being the only person you can hug, right? Yeah. But regardless, met through music, which is so fitting for this great podcast. Yeah. And now we actually get to like work together and see each other, and yeah, I just awesome. love just how much music is a part of marketing. Um, 
Well, and that's a perfect segue over here to to Tony. <laughs> yes. On the music, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm here, guys. I'll tell you all about it. Yeah. Um, now you want to know where I came from, right? Where'd you come from? Yeah. <laughs> from your mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> My mom and the authorities are still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Um, I'm mostly from around here. Grew up in Cheney. And went out to Eastern, never really left home, got my, my marketing degree, kind of did the super official thing. But I fell into uh, kind of this path through a random internship at an old defunct radio station, uh, Live 104.5. Do you guys remember that? Downtown. Oh, yeah. With right the downtown. Windows. They had the oh, coffee yeah, yeah. shop. I do remember that. I think yeah. it's a bank now, but yeah. we had, um, yeah. Uh, it was terrible. The owner had like <laughs> the owner had like a like a big oversized bird that he would have and like have on his shoulder and like a, a real a live bird, a live real bird. bird. Oh, okay, he was, a, he was a bird man. He like yeah, he carried this thing around. And uh, so anyway, I was that just sounds kind of awesome. Man. <laughs> There's like an awesome bird kind of guy and a not awesome bird. But anyway, that's I, really true. It's yeah. true. You didn't want to mess up. He no. was like sick as bird on you. Like yeah. Yeah. get him. But I, I think it was, that was, uh, I think it was 07, 06 or 07 out at the county fair. It was the first time I got out there and I'm doing promotions for him. Oh, and there was this guy and his, his name was Dick and he was like their morning show shock jock and he was an asshole <laughs> <laughs> and he'd just yell at you. So anyway, I was an intern setting up tents and doing stuff like that. But I was like, Hey, this is fun. Like, like the fast paced of. It, same with music and just radio is fast paced. There's always new stuff. And so internship finished. I was like, Hey, I got a minimum wage job. I'm not asking for much. Pay me minimum wage and I'll stick around. And this guy kept, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it. We'll do it. Finally, they, they never did. So yeah. I ended up at KXY too. I went over there for a promotions gig and said, Hey, I want to be, I want to be in sales though. You know, I like people, business, all that kind of stuff. So about six months of that got, got that gig. And, that was uh, the fall of 07. So my first full year in marketing and in radio was, was 2008. And that was just a dump. You know, that was just <laughs> so bad. Year. Yeah. Um, but fortunately for me, so they knew I was making minimum wage. They're like, cool. We'll offer you 24000 a year. How's that sound? I was like, <laughs> sweet, I'll take it. I like, yeah. Oh the yeah, I was the cheapest sales rep ever. <laughs> but anyway, I made it through that. So I did that for seven years. And um left out to work for one of my clients who's now my business partner. So Jeremy McGee owns the zero res here in town. Him and I got to know each other and really just enjoyed each other as like humans and what we're trying to work towards. And so I left that radio gig and went to work for him. And that was a really big decision for me. Cause I knew, I knew it was going to work towards business towards, you know, just towards bigger things. But at the time, <laughs> Oh gosh, I like, like my pay, you know, like, Hey, things are great. I took like a, like a half, like 50% pay cut. I remember calling my dad and I was like, Hey, I want to go do this new thing. He goes, you getting paid more? I said, no, <laughs> I'm getting paid much less. <laughs> and I had a kid on the way and we were buying a new house. Oh, He's like, man. what are you doing? I was like, you know what, dad, you let's just, let's just not talk about this. I was like, you don't get it. So anyway, I went to work for Jeremy and, um, we spent this time though, he had three businesses that I was doing all the marketing for. And we had all these people who would come in and say, Hey, will you look at, look at this marketing campaign? Or will you tell me about this TV or this radio or this stuff? 
and we would talk to him all the time and then be like, okay, you know, good luck. It'd be a coffee meeting or lunch and we'd never see him. And it's like, one day we came out of a meeting and we're like, this would be cool if we started an agency, we could like help people with this, but then actually walk them through the whole process. Yeah. Like actually help fulfill it. So yeah, that was 2015. We're like, yeah, we'll do it. So nice. we said, let's do this. So started an agency and then, um, yeah, so a little over five years now we've been growing ever since. And it's, it's been awesome. I do want to say, you know, when I met Andrea, <laughs> she, so she was my radio rep and, uh, yeah, I invite her out for pizza said, Hey, let's just go hang out. Let's go talk. And we're sitting there and we're talking. I was like, what are you going to do? What's your plan here? She's like, I don't know. Like maybe one day I want to work at like an agency or something. Like she's saying all these things, like kind of <laughs> not realizing who she's talking to us. Like, well, that's cool. You should come work for us. Yeah. She's like, huh? Yeah. I was, I was like, wait, what? Are you fucking with me? Work for what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway. Did she know that she didn't know anything about your plans? Like when you were. Oh, when I, no, when I called, no way. Yeah. It's no. just like, hey, let's just, just go, like, grab, let's pizza. grab pizza. Pizza. No. no. So Brennan, who's creepily in the room as well, <laughs> um, they actually like fun little pizza sticker or pizza pen, pizza sweatshirt, pizza in general. They, Brennan and Tony had a pizza eating contest where you had to eat pizza. Just <laughs> a food podcast, right? Brennan, yeah. <laughs> Brennan is, is now. so ashamed. Hey. They had to eat pizza like for one meal a day and so you could go like 30 days. And I was like, I heard about this and then I was like, oh, I want to eat pizza. Like what? <laughs> like this sounds fun. <laughs> and um, I actually got uh, Brennan a pizza pin because he won. He did win. Yeah. Not a quitter. Not, not a quitter. <laughs> so the, the um, rules were is you have to eat at least a slice of pizza every day for S- some a month. type of pizza every day for a month. There was pizza oh, bagels. There was leftovers. I think one time I smeared, you know, sauce on a tortilla and called it pizza. You know, you had to get creative after a while. It's, it's too bad I wasn't there. I would. It was terrible. Any kind of food challenge. It was the pizza, worst. like pizza rolls, pizza bagel. No. Yeah, <laughs> you guys know I'm the reigning champion general. of the uh, powdered donut cha- uh, competition at seven two. Really? Can oh, please yeah. tell me details about this? <laughs> yeah, I, what's this powdered like, donut? I, I, you have donut. like two minutes or something crazy like that. And they, there's a stack of donuts in front of you and they're all powdered. Of course, you don't get to drink any liquids Ooh. and it's donut how, meal. how many can you eat? And I think I got up to around like 50. Shut in the front mini, door. Like mini, little mini ones. Yeah, I mean, that's still impressive. Yeah. That's like four bags. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to mess with me on the food challenges. Noted. Everyone listening to noted. So my money's on Vogue if it's like involving food. (laughs) When I was in high school, I went, uh, I had a a challenge with a a buddy to go the longest without a shower. (laughs) (laughs) Did you win? Yeah, thirty-five days. No, you did not. Thirty-five no. years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it still haven't done it. A little smelly right now. Was no, this before you had all this body hair. <laughs> no, I was starting to get that hairy. It was in high school. I'm trying to remember. It might have been junior year, and it was uh, high yeah, school was, boys not showering. Yeah. How long did you go? Thirty. No, I think it was 30, you did? Oh, 35, thirty-five days. You're serious. Hundred percent serious. Thirty-five days. He kind of beat me in another uh, way though because he wore the same shirt for like twenty-nine days and he never oh, changed man. it. And this was Andrew Walter's lock. You know? <laughs> yeah. Me and him had this back in high school. It was hilarious. And I used to his shirt would get so dirty, but he refused to change it. I had like squirt mustard on it. No, <laughs> you're like walking by. He's just like stop it. And, oh yeah. my gosh. 
That's pretty impressive. Oh, I man. did have some people say they could smell me from about the distance we are, and I don't. <clears throat> six feet. I don't doubt them. Yeah, six feet. Six feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you do that now, and it's not too bad. You know? not <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. No, it's totally six fine. I mean, but like real talk during quarantine, like yeah, I could like work yeah. it from home. We could make it a few days. Yeah, I mean, I put jeans on to come here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bringing it back. So pizza. Pizza brought you together at the wood shop. Yeah. Yeah. And pizza brings so much of the world together. Pizza's invited everywhere yeah. in my book. Like, it's the best food. It is. Some of the best food. Pizza rolls, specifically. Pizza, everything. Talks like, about those. you say pizza, man. Pizza rolls are good. the best thing? Yeah. Pizza okay. rolls are good. They're so like good. You can't they burn, like, the roof of your mouth. <laughs> Anyhow. You're impatient, aren't you? Very. <laughs> I was like, it's been 30 seconds. Oh man. So, <sighs> so your roles at the wood shop, um, did Andrea start there kind of like in a different role than she is now? I don't no, know. Just, no, let's she's, just go from yeah, like what she's doing now. So when we yeah. first started, um, I was managing all client, anything client related was me. And as we kept growing, we were bringing on support people. Um, design and digital. We had a coordinator. And so that piece was growing and the bottleneck was going to be, you know, the ability to communicate with clients. And so this was a big deal for me because, you know, I'm doing everything. And now if we're going to keep growing, I got to have someone else. I got to be able to hand the reins off on some of this stuff. And so the relationship person. Yeah. And so that's what Andrea came in for. And, um, yeah, it was it was great. Brought her in, and we were able to we were able to kind of break some things out and and give. It was good for the clients to give everybody a better chance yeah. to have more access, have more brain power. Mm-hmm. Um, and having worked with Andrea, I knew what her level of service was in servicing accounts yeah. and communicating, and so that's why I knew it was it was pretty clear. So you made the right choice, you know. <laughs> How could you not? I'd say so. Oh, yeah. Thank you. How could you not like Andrea? Well. Yeah. I mean, should be on the other side sometime. No. When, when I, I don't know if I ever told you this, Andrew, oh, but when no. I first met you, when she was my rep, I was like, I probably Terry, her old boss asked me and I was like, she's a bit much. <laughs> like she's calling me and she's so excited. And I'm like, I got a lot of things on my mind. Like, let's get, let's cut to the chase. I don't have time for pleasantries. And she's, and anyway, I was like, I was wrong. I was wrong. And yeah. But I was just, I, that's you, what it can was. Can you send I me was that a, clip of him saying that he was wrong? <laughs> She'll make that a ringtone. Hey, you're about to get this <laughs> no. clip. I mean, we're not cutting that part out. We always like to be right. So. Yeah, we we get show. into it a lot, which a is lot. good, though. So no, I think somebody, My somebody at the office. My ideas are better. No. <laughs> sometimes. Somebody at the office told me, they're like, I don't know. I'm like intimidated a little bit by you. And I was like, me? What are you talking about? Like, they won't tell me what they think. And Andrea, she just says whatever's on her mind. Yep. I hold it back. That's what you need. That's what we need. Got to have honesty. You got to be able to, you know, get fired up. Yeah. And and bounce ideas back and forth. I mean. You got to be able to tell a client. I mean, if someone's just like chilling. (laughs) And not coming up with anything, you know, you're not going to get anything done. You're not going to come up with you know, rad ideas. That's, that's what we see it the most, like with clients. Cause I mean, I'll be over listening, li- listening to some of her phone calls. And I was like, 
your first thought is, are you going to talk to someone like that? And I was like, no, they need you to talk to them like that. Like someone's coming up with a silly idea. Andrew's going to tell them, hey, listen. <laughs> All the time. Absolutely not. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way no, in hell we're we going to do that. we're not doing that. Like yeah. that will get you in so much legal this or that or like has nothing to do with. Do you have a past client you're now allowed to, you don't have to call them out, but that had a crazy idea that you're, you had to put the brakes on or something oh, that. Yeah. I don't Somebody think we need to call anyone out, but I think that bearskin rug here. thing might be a, a oh, worthy story. My <laughs> God. That is the greatest thing ever. It, this just happened. It's Holy time. shit. Okay. So we have a client <laughs> who is in uh, Idaho Falls in Boise, Idaho. We're in Idaho, two locations. And um, they, they're zeros, they do carpet cleaning. And we're on the phone and we're like, gosh, like February is like so slow. Like, what can we do? And he goes, you know, we could do like a mattress cleaning because we clean mattresses like for after Valentine's Day. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, are you are you fucking with me right now? And he's like, yeah. And then like, you know, like $25 off, you know, we can clean up after Valentine's Day. And I was like, this is not happening right now. I'm like, are you serious? Like, are you joking with me? Are you serious? This is over the phone. He's like, no, let's do it. And then I was like, okay. So like, then I got excited and I'm like, well, maybe we could do like a really like heart shaped bed and like some like retro, like, like an old hotel. And he's like, no, do a bearskin rug. <laughs> I was like, no. Like, and it's like, can you actually clean that? He's like, oh yeah. And he's actually like this crazy, like certified expert, like rug cleaner, but he's the flying rug guy. Cause he's also as a pilot. So it's like so funny. He's, he's amazing. He's guy's awesome. Is that his branding? Yeah, like, that's his Instagram handle. <laughs> the flying red guy. So now guy. I call him like, what up flying red guy? I'm like, oh, you're all sudden with sex. You're like, you ignoring me because you're in the, the sky right now? Yeah, like, like straight on Aladdin on a rug. Like, like, he, he's either cleaning rugs or he's flying an airplane. No joke. Like that's the dichotomy of him. He's yeah. he's the greatest though. But we posted it and I was like so spicy armpits because North Idaho and Idaho in general, I was like, we're going to post about people having sex on a bed and you're going to clean it. <laughs> like this is happening. So I was telling our content team, I'm like, make sure to put in a task to check that post and like a few hours. Yeah, to see how we're going to need to do some damage control and thankfully. I mean, if there's enough did. people in that demographic that he's seeing, do it. Why not? He, well, just he be was straight like, to the point. Yeah, man. get after Let's it. Let's talk about sex. Yeah. When you like, it's so, we're so branded, like that brand is so family friendly and like, you know, it yeah. was, I have not, I work with, I don't know, 10 uh, or so zeros locations across the United States and I've like, I've never posted something this risky, but I'm here for it. Let's open a door. Mm-hmm. Let's <laughs> that's talk Dave about, though. he'll yeah, do it. Yeah. He's Let's game. talk about those oh, things. That's great. That's fun though. Like, there's, there's a time to be super brand conscious and conservative with things. And a lot of time with a lot of our clients, there's, there's no reason to get political. There's no reason to like, to go after something like that. And then sometimes it's like, Hey, someone's willing to make a statement and they're willing as a, as an owner to back it up and to put their company on. And not everyone's willing to do that. Yeah. This, this isn't a political thing, obviously, but sometimes like that stuff comes up and the last, you know, last couple of years, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to talk about and right. brands are yeah. either going in for it or they're not. And so, which that's I, a fun conversation to have to be yeah. like, Hey, so like, what's your, what's your leaning here? This is going there? on. Like, <laughs> yeah. should we change our messaging across this, this and this? Yeah. yeah. But it's a good conversation to have. And cause true, I, I feel like people that do like want to put their brand out and like stand with it. You're going to either, I mean, you're going to lose people regardless, right? Like one way or the other, you might as well. 
Like, yeah. But that's the passions of the owner. And mm-hmm. I think that's what stands out. Like if you own a business, you get to do that. You get to make those right. calls. Yeah. Um, whether it's going to, you know, you're going to endear to some people and you're going to turn off to others, but you can't be everything to everyone. Yeah. So as long yeah. as they stand for what they believe in yes. and, you know, present but, that, you know, in a good way or present that in a crazy way, that's just going to draw people's attention to it. You know? Well, it's authentic yeah. when it's authentic and they really come <clears throat> after it. That's like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. But if they're just trying to like, if someone's just trying to like position themselves to take advantage of a moment or something's like, dude, get away. No. Don't even try that. Yeah. You got to really believe in this if you're going to say something. Oh, for sure. And then be yeah. ready to like have that conversation. Yeah. That has to be part of like your process though, is defining what you can pull out of a client that makes them genuine. And that's, I feel like that's like a big part of finding that voice for them. Is I was like, how say, do you do absolutely. that? You know? Like, and so if sometimes if it's political, then if that's what they genuinely that's something that's unique about them. And that makes it for a good marketing campaign. But like how, how far do you take something? How far do you yeah. risk something? Sometimes exactly. if, if it's, if, if there's a lot of controversy in it, it's a good, you know, it's a good campaign, but it's kind of hard to decide. I don't know. That's like a, it's totally like a relationship too. Right. I mean, like, of course, like you come on, you do an intake and it's so, I feel like one of the biggest like marketing, like, uh, is when people are like, oh, I reach everyone. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, but like really like honing, honing in on the voice, but like in the relationship, it was like, okay, like obviously things are happening. Like you just, you have to ask them, right? right. Like you gotta, where do, you, where do you stand on this? Yeah. yeah, like literally. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully that'll like determine it does. It kind of, there were some things that happened last year. It was like, okay, cool. Like we can share things like this. Or you do want to be really vocal when it comes to yeah. the BLM movement or something else. Right. So it's a weird it was, line, you know, it's it like, is. um, you, you're damned if you say something or you're damned if you don't, you know, and some it's people like, get called out for just being quiet. <clears throat> yes, right. totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Even before last year, we had we had some work that went out that featured just rainbow, rainbow flags and stuff like that. And it upset people in in the business. You know, there's a decision maker who says, yes, we're game for this. And then after it goes out, there's there's somebody important in their life's wife or something like that, where they're like, what are we doing? So then, I I mean, even internally, there's there's a struggle there with people. What are we doing? What is this for? Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, if they stand for it, I think that's great because yeah. if they can be authentic and they're just not trying, like you made like marketing, right? It's not just marketing. It's someone standing up and being authentic with their brand. Yeah. Do it. Cause that's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, to this point, like, uh, just cause I feel like this is amorphous maybe for some listeners. Will you describe like what, uh, like kind of the specific ways that you guys do marketing? What kind of, what, what do you, what are your best skill sets there? Like, what do you, is it mostly digital? Is it like, what's the, what are the different ways that you do that you have, that you do the marketing for your clients? And yeah. do you specialize in different areas. Like how, what's the different levels of that? That's, for you? that's a funny question. Cause we specialize in being broad. Like it's, <laughs> right. it's seriously the worst. And we just kind of dogged on people for that. But Matt was reading our website. I mean, we're best when we can be part of the team. Yes. When we can be on the board of directors, when we can be your, your CMO. Right. And so our best clients, I mean, Andrea gets invited to the Christmas party. She's the marketing director. She runs that show. She sits in the meetings. She fights with the owners because she's got something to stand for. And that's where we can be very effective 
and not only, and the thing that I, that probably I add more to that because Andrea's got the marketing stuff down, but as a business owner and having some of that, we can talk business owners too. Right. And we can talk about, okay, this is great. Like, but why are you doing this? What does this do for your business? What does this do for your people? And so that's where we really hit our stride. We have, we have some clients who are a la carte. They come to us just for digital, just for a rebrand. Social or, management yep, or right. social ads or traditional advertising. But if it was a dating profile and I could swipe right on the ideal client, it would be <laughs> someone that um, would, I really feel like, I mean, even like different sizes, even some of the accounts that I have, they're pushing a product across the United States to 4,700 Walmart stores. And I'm working with the VP of this company and their marketing team. Yeah. And then other times it's a business owner with one location and they do everything here, like in Spokane. So I feel like our best, like, clients, like Tony said, is when we can just be part of the team, whether we're like just working one-on-one or actually part of your marketing team, right? because then there's that trust. And that's when we get to have fun. It's like, I'm not yeah. here to just talk about your social media. I'm here to talk about what's going on with your business. Like, what are we pushing this month? And how can I get that out on every platform possible? Because isn't that always fun when you're with a client and you get to that moment where the way that they're talking to you, there's like that, that wall's broken down and all of a sudden you're not the the, the higher gun, the yeah. you're just the person that's part of their team. And you, and, and they'll start talking about things that are, that you're like, well, oh, that's not even like per se in my realm of what's going on, but they'll start talking about their business in a way that makes it personal. And then you're just like, I'm in now, you know, that like, you're almost part of the family in a yeah. sense. Yeah. And that's 100%. when you know that like you've really gained the trust. You yeah. You've gained yeah. that trust with the client to where they, they almost just, they just treat you like you're just, like I'm you a, said, they're marketing director. Yeah, we're whatever, an employee. You know? Like, you know, like I, they're I come to team meetings. Like I'm here. Like it's, and also it's just, it's more fun that way. And it the is. trust is yeah. there. And there's no, like, I don't have to like come and send you some crazy proposal or idea. I'm yeah. just going to text you and say, Hey, yeah. I want to put a poop emoji on a billboard. You gain. <laughs> and they're like, yes, yeah. let's do it. And then we go. And so that's like, I mean, sure. We do all of these great things, packaging design, but even then when we just start doing like one project, um, it eventually turns into like more because, you know, then too, it's a way for them to like get a feel for how we work, right. um, what we're like to work with and, so you guys are more for finding that long-term relationship. Absolutely. So it's finding that business that needs a lot of stuff. You might start somewhere, yep. yeah. you know, and you know where to start depending on where they are in their business. And then like that just grows naturally and organically with that. As their needs grow, yeah. like we can usually offer it. And, and the, the best thing about that too, when we have that relationship, if they need something and we can identify that for them and we don't do it. That's why we got guys like Houdini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know someone who can do that. Yeah. So yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that's been great. And just, yeah, the CMO deal is, is really where it's at. And I, I'd say like, if someone's thinking, man, I'm ready to hire someone, I'm ready to bring someone in house to do marketing for me. You know, they'll post on my social, this and that and the other. That's a, that's a good spot. Yeah. Cause it's like, Hey, you want to bring one person in or you want to bring 10 people in? 12. 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's 12. That's right. It is 12. That's where I do the same thing, man. I'm like, how many, how many guys, people we got okay, in the company? Yeah. yeah. Let's start talking about us. I mean, you guys, you, has it been a year? Like just a little over a year? Just a little. I mean, it's been just a little over two years as has a business. It been two years? But, 
Um, a year in your space? Basically a year with employees. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. You guys have really like. Yeah. Blossomed. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's uh, just the growing and having employees. Like it's, it's a beautiful thing, you know, and it's, it's fun to watch and fun to just see that success and see the failures and come together as a team and, and do what you do, do what you love, you know? So that's it. And I see that with you guys and that's, that's why, you know, we're a partnership kind of agency too, um, to where it's like, if we don't know how to do it, we're going to pinpoint exactly what our passion is and what we want to do, which is, you know, digital, most things digital. Yeah. Um, but if there's anything else like, you know, video, um, you know, paid advertising, like that whole uh, marketing stuff, things outside of our realm. Yeah. We're going to partner with a, with a team and, and hopefully that partnership, you know, lasts for a long time because it's like every time we need that thing, we're going to go to that partner. Yeah. Um, so do you guys, I mean, we've tried, I mean, we've partnered on some things, Mm -hmm. but you guys on that partnership level, um, at Woodshop, do you guys partner with a lot of different people? Do you have a lot of contractors? Like how is that? No, we've got just a handful of folks like, like you guys that we've, we've put those projects together with. I think one thing I really loved about the time we spent together is just this idea of, of the ad community, so to speak, the broader ad community coming together because there's a bunch of us in town yeah, and everybody's kind of holding their chips tight. And we had you guys, excuse me. We had you guys. There's another agency um, over in Seattle that we worked with years ago on some production stuff. Mm -hmm. And just the way that relationship went is like, they could show up to the meeting, not like this white label thing. Like when we worked with you guys, it wasn't like Woodshop was hiding in the corner under a different name. Like, and that's, it's when, when Andrea's talking about, you know, what's important to us is, is trust. That's one of our core values, Mm -hmm. trust with, with our clients, but the same thing with a partner. I mean, even if we do some of the same work, like I know, Hey, Houdini's covering this aspect of it. So I want to be able to walk in the room. The client doesn't need, need to know anything about me doing that. Cause that's not why, we, why we're there. Yeah. And so that's, that's been fun. That was really fun for me to be mm-hmm. able to work with you guys. You know, and we had a bunch of stuff that was kind of stirred up that, that yeah. didn't come through, but work on that because it's, it's a different dynamic mm-hmm. than what I'd seen in the past. So when I was in the radio radio world and I see, saw other agencies and I saw what was going on, I just, I didn't get that vibe that, that there was an opportunity. Well, I mean, to it's a new thing like we're seeing with like the millennials, you know, the and, our, and yeah. like our generation is all about collaboration and, and, uh, I'm, I'm not saying all, I guess, but m- for the most part, like that's our biggest thing is like, we're only gonna grow and grow organically. If we know the people around us become friends with the agency world and, yeah, and it. learn from each other, you know, that that's the biggest thing. Like why just hold your chips and like yeah. stay in this corner? Cause I've see, I see that and it's still happening with, with agencies today, but, um, with you guys, with, with us and DH, we've been talking to DH a they're lot. So they're, great. they're very awesome. Yeah. So it's, it's, it just takes a few to just kind of like reach out and continue to reach out, stay top of mind yeah. and just check in on each other to bring this agency community together. And it's, I'm starting to see that happen. And I, it's, it's very awesome. Yeah, to that's see. cool. It is cool. Linda from DH reached out to me and she was like, who does, this was a while ago. And she's like, does anyone like do custom sites? And I was like, Houdini, they did uh, like a full like yeah. custom site. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, reach out to them. Like, I know they do. So yeah, yeah it is cool to like, 
I feel like that's how it should be. I mean, obviously I'm very involved with AAF, um, which is like the goal of that, but there isn't um, a lot of these new kids (laughs) as far as agencies, (laughs) like in the scene, Spokane. I mean, I felt the same way when I worked in radio and just like hearing about other agencies, like back when I was a lamb and it was like, Oh, like you heard about them. But like, you know, you know, you know, they didn't play well with others. Right. Some of them are still here and some of them aren't. But there's, I think there's a big takeaway that that crosses outside of just agencies. And it's this idea of like, like it's an abundance theory versus scarcity. And I I see that a lot with probably our generation, probably just upstarts in the last five years is there's enough for everybody. Oh, totally. Right. And, yeah. and I, I think that. I don't know if it's just the old school folks or, but there's a, there's a type of person who has that mentality. That's just like, if it's not, if, if it's you, it's not me, you know, if you win, I lose. Right. And, and that's a whole different mindset that I don't know if that's something that, that people change in their life, or if it's just going to be this idea that the abundance mindset, the people who have it start to get more and more success and end up taking over. Um, Cause that's, that's huge to me. Cause there's just, yeah. there's, there's no reason, right. in my opinion, to go the other way. I feel like that's sort of, uh, I, that's like a, a, a cultural thing in a way for what like right. you're saying with this generation is that we have this sort of, uh, you know, gig economy thing where everybody has to do a lot of little pieces to make ends meet for a lot of people, right? And so so with that framework, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I have a job. I'm also doing some Uber driving and stuff. And that just sort of like mentality mm-hmm. get floods into everything that we do to where like you're saying it's not we don't have to be so provincial it's like if we have you, you like you were saying like if i come in to a project with houdini even though what houdini's doing we can do some of that stuff too but i can just be very specific about this we know that like you doing your best work for us we're gonna call you again right and so it doesn't have to be it, it's not a zero-sum game yeah we all win that moment yeah. and so it's it's about these long-term relationships and we understand that we don't have to yeah we, we're not we don't have to help hold everything so close to the chest because we understand it's just like a different we just kind of live in a different economy we live in a different cultural like right now in a way so i i just think that's like that's the way i feel like when stuff i've done with you guys is like, yeah, you can do, you could do a lot of stuff that we've done, but i never was like, oh, I better not show them what we're doing just yeah. in case, no. just in you case, know. you know, also, <laughs> yeah. it's Spokane, and if you don't know this, no, yeah, 0.25 yeah. degrees of separation. Like, well, I, I feel like, like that benefits the client more too, because totally. what we found is like, why spread yourself so thin with trying, you, you only have so much bandwidth with mm-hmm. the resources that you have. So why spread yourself so thin trying to do it all and trying to learn stuff that you don't know just to kind of bring the, the dough in? Yep. Yeah. Um, split it up, know your specialty, and the client is just going to be better off with that, you know, which Houdini honing in on the website and the digital, you guys honing in on whatever else you guys are doing. And, and it's really just like it's going to bring the best product to the client and the best outcome. So. Um, that's how I see it. But there's a lot of people that are still kind of stuck in like in their bubble, you know, but I think we got to pop a lot of bubbles and (laughs) all work together and, right. And a lot, a lot of bubbles to pop in the next few years. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. So like in the future, well, one thing I was kind of curious is about is how has, um, how has COVID affected your business? So, because, uh, you know, for Houdini, we had, uh, 
we were able to get a lot of uh, we were able to get some projects in that allowed for like virtual spaces and digital spaces that uh, for conferences and things like that. And so that shift was for, you know, for some design agencies and from full stack development companies that that was a, that ironically enough, COVID was actually a good thing for the business side of things yeah. in that yeah. sense is that because people could no longer physically interact with each other. Totally. And, uh, but for other companies that we've seen, it's like, it's hard because they were doing events, you know, and then yeah. that makes it really hard. So how has the pandemic and this and all this, how has that affected your business? How have you had to like pivot or shift in any ways? And yeah, when we, um, Gosh, it was what, March 11th or 17th? I think it was the 17th. I remember having having lunch and I saw on TV the NBA canceled their season. That's the day they declared pandemic. And yeah. like that day and for the next month, we never had so many intimate conversations with clients. And I mean, right. I can remember one specifically and he's on the phone, you know, he's crying because he doesn't know if he's going to be able to keep his business open. And for us, and we were doing a lot of work, a lot of very like, like, like work with a lot of foresight to it and a lot of long-term things. And said, listen, you tell me what you need. Let's talk about what can stay and what can go right. You need a website. You can't take your website down, right? No matter what, like we need that. But some of this other stuff, we can change it. And that was where the partnership aspect of what we did. It wasn't like, oh, let me pull up the contract and see what we can do for you. I was like, let's, let's figure this out. And that was great because we got a chance to dig in at what they needed right then. And I mean, we were working twice as hard for half the money Oh yeah. because the message is changing, but the budget's half, but it was this idea. Okay. And, and we're, you know, maybe with a certain type of client, we're changing the message monthly or quarterly. It's like, no, this message sometimes was changing every week because there was new information always. But it was, we had a lot of clients who, once they buckled down and said, okay, either we can stay in business or changes are going to happen, but we know we're going to make it through it one way or another. Then we said, okay, now what? Where do we go from here? You know, what are the rules? What does the playground look like? What, are, what can we do? Mm-hmm. And let's talk about that. And that was great because most of our clients were very proactive and they said, let's go ahead with what we can there was a couple of them who they, they tied up, right? They cut everything, you know, climbed into a hole. It's like, okay. And you know, you can't convince them otherwise, but those guys took a lot longer to come out of it. The guys who are proactive and it's, it's kind of a cliche thing to say, Oh, the economy's bad. You should advertise more. Like everybody says that, but it's so true. We saw like these people who were proactive and went after it and they came out of it. And now good, good and bad. I mean, we're not like, not blowing the doors off for people, but right. from what people were seeing, it's like, oh, my business is what it was five years ago. Like it's bad. It's down versus people saying, hey, we can keep moving forward. It's just moving forward looks different. Yeah. What's and, really interesting about that, because I totally agree with you, is like in times of uh, like scarcity, mm-hmm. it's the, almost the best time to it's the best time to put your brand out there because uh, a lot of people's intuitions are to to hold back, to stop advertising or to stop marketing, or it's, you know, like, well, nobody, nobody can get out right now. So why do it? But that also in those moments where there is that scarcity or thing, or people are not going out as much or whatever the, the, the industry that you're in, 
you have an opportunity to be a louder voice because there's not as many voices talking. Totally. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment when you say like, well, things are bad now, that's like the best time to invest. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, it's like uh, the analogy would be like uh, in like a stock market, you don't buy when everything's high, you buy when it's low. And so you invest all the money when it's low. And so that way, when things go back to normal, you've already, you've been printed on all these people your brand, your message, who yep. you are when there wasn't as many voices talking. And so I, it's like when, when things go bad, that's when I'm always just like, now double down, yep. double down, do it now. You, know? yeah. you can increase that share. I mean, the, the pie will shrink, but your slice can get bigger. And we had, I mean, we keep really great relationships with our, like our media vendors too. And they have people cutting ties left and right. And so that was a great opportunity to pick up the phone and say, listen, I got to go backwards, but I'm not cutting off. Like, help me out because they needed it too. And so as much as we're trying to do right by the client, we're in a position to do right by the vendor and try to get everybody like moving in the right direction. And with that, I mean, so we might have cut the budget in half, but maybe we kept our frequency the same. Maybe we were able to keep the message out there the same as before because the vendor's looking out for the client too. Everyone um, was playing together. Yeah. Right. That was really cool that people, people got together in a way that they don't before, even in, in some of the one, some of the industries we work in, there's, we know a lot of people and they don't always play nice together, mm. but they all drop their guard because we're fighting the same fight. What's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen next week? What can we do about it? That was great. I right. mean, from a, how people can be people and be humans with each other yeah. around this idea of business. It's like, what are we going to do? So that was good. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. There's, I mean, as hard as 2020 was, I feel like we'd learned a lot, um, on marketing side of things and, uh, how to connect with people and how to shift and, and, uh, pivot when <laughs> needed, you oh know, my gosh. That. lots of lessons, you know, and it's, it's going to carry through and just make us stronger, um, moving forward this year as things come back, you know, you're going to see another crazy shift. Yep. Like it'll be something else, but gates are open. Like who knows what's going to happen. It's going to be like too much material, too much. This. Yeah. It's going to be a big part. Well, yeah. At, there's going to be at some moment where everything's going to turn back on. And it's going to be sensory overload. Like <laughs> how, what do you do at that moment? Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, cause that's going to be a thing. Like there's going to be some moment. I think it's probably towards like the end of the summer where it's just going to be like, everybody's doing their, you know, their, their, business party there it's the it's gonna be so loud it's going to be like (laughs) every day you're gonna get 50 invites on facebook for some (laughs) event right and it's just gonna be boom 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 boom, because everybody's like now it's on yeah game on and you're gonna have so many choices you want to like that's your oh dream, Andrea. I know. Your like, dream. Yeah. It's like, you want to go to all of them for like, can yeah. we go in one night no like six six seven? events a night yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it happen oh yeah I can't wait, but the, at the same time, I can't <laughs> yeah. wait. You know, no, it's like, like a little, <laughs> a little spicy, aren't a little anxiety. I was yeah. like, Oh yeah, that is a really good point. There's going to be a lot of like choices. It's going to be insane. And we'll have to get used to it again because now it's like when somebody's like, Hey, what are you doing right. Friday? I'm like, chill out. I don't know. Why are you getting on my schedule? You know what I mean? But it's, yeah, but usually it used to be like, it was like, well, Friday night I'll, I'll give you two hours and then I'm off to the next thing or, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, you can bounce you can, around. Yeah. You can fix it all. Yeah. 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 We're going to have to ease back into that social life, you know? Um, I know. It's, yeah. it's crazy. You know, it's some days, 
there's some weeks where you just don't see anybody but your coworkers and your family. And then you, you go have a drink because now, you know, you can go to bars and you can go to restaurants and go have a drink and, or even just talk about business. And I've had times where I'm like saying words and then I'm thinking in my head and I'm like, this is awkward. You know, this is like, you know, you get that weird social anxiety and I'm the kind of person that I don't really get a ton of like social anxiety normally, but like that's kind of a new, like kind of weird feeling in your, your head where it's like, man, this COVID thing is really just like mess with my head. <laughs> you haven't been out. You gotta like, get used who to it. Who am I? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's, it, weird. it's a crazy weird social thing, you know, and it's, it's uh fascinating. I think, you know, just seeing it. Um, and I mean, it, you know, we're, we're all feeling good here, but there's a lot of people that yeah, it's affected in, in bad ways, you know, Absolutely. so that, that sucks a lot. I mean, we talked to it there with the team. I mean, one of, one of the other core values is adapt or die. And like, we could sit, we couldn't say that enough last year, but we come out of the year and we talk about what we've done, what we've grown. And it's, it's almost, I mean, I want to celebrate it for the team. I want to celebrate what we've accomplished, yeah. but at the same time, like you said, you got to be aware that totally there's there's so much craziness and, and so much um, just just terrible situations for folks. So it's that's a weird thing, too, to to try to communicate some of that, because, you know, our team, everyone's been at home for six months. I mean, I I want to find some ways to high five everybody. We got to yeah. because they're doing awesome. Right. And I mean, one thing someone told me that it's like, yeah, this is stressful. We're running this brand. We're doing this. We're doing this in the middle of a global pandemic. Like you have, like if you forget to tack that on the yeah. end, yeah, like you you're missing something. Yeah. Well, yeah. It affects everyone's mental health and yeah, every, but we, but this whole time, I mean, we we just go, go, go. I bet you guys are the same. We're just yeah. going and it's like, no, nah, I don't even think about that mm-hmm. day by day. What, what needs to happen? Yeah. How like everything else that we're trying to deal with. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you guys think about, what do you guys think about habits? Like there's so many things that we've changed mm-hmm. because of COVID and I think like what's going to stick around and what's going to like, or, or excuse me, what's going to revert and what's going to never change back. Like I talked to my wife and yeah. this idea of mass and I, I mass aren't going anywhere for a while. Right. I think. Yeah. Well, so I mean, if, sucks, if you're talking but, like masks, as far as like a, uh, a cultural like thing or uh, a, a social construct that's not going away i think probably masks could be more because like if you think about like a culture like japan they have wear masks all the time yeah all the time if you got the flu you wear a mask in flu season there's more mask wearing so i could definitely see that there's a cultural shift where masks become like a more normative process in just like certain times like oh yeah it's flu season yeah maybe just in in the winter kind of wear a mask you know or i could definitely see that happening and the yeah, it's it's really interesting. I I I'm wondering if people will. I've always wondered is once uh, the pandemic, uh, there's enough people to have gotten vaccinated that you kind of reach that herd immunity. Is it is there going to be a certain amount of people that are like I kind of like just like only chilling at home, and so yeah. now I'm only I used to go out every weekend. Now I'm only going to go out once a month. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. is that going to be something that that uh, like a balance? 
or is it just going to be like after everybody gets herd immunity, they're like, I went out four times a week. I'm going out seven fucking nights a week. <laughs> okay? You know what I mean? Like, like I am going to make up. up for lost time and I don't yeah. care. Like party on, you know, I, I, I actually, and I don't know. I, I actually, I'm, I don't know if it's, uh, if it's going to immediately revert back to our old habits or if something's changed. I think people will be really selective still, like mm-hmm. even like with the vaccine, like being more like intentful with who they're hanging out with or yeah. having like a stronger like reason to go see them. But yeah. gosh, I mean, I'm going to go out. I already know every I mean, I'll just be out like 24 seven. We had, we were watching a TV show or something and it was like, they're showing the, the live studio audience from some show. And you're like, Oh my gosh, those people are packed in so tight and they're not wearing (laughs) masks. And it like, it like freaks me out, but it's weird. It is weird. what, What about on marketing though? Like, like in that realm, like, do you think things are going to go back to normal? I mean, what does that even mean? But yeah, I, I th- that's well, I, I mean, Somewhat, that was kind yeah. of a question I was going to pose to you is like, like, in, in, <laughs> like, cause because of what COVID has done, like, how is that going to fundamentally or not fundamentally change how you like make campaigns for I, people yeah. and like, and, and being able to, and, and then how do you even get a pulse on that? And I mean, long-term you'll figure it out because it'll just happen. What yeah. people's trends, you know, like what, yeah. uh, how people interact with the world once, once the pandemic has lessened or there's that herd immunity, but what is that? Like, we don't know what that trend will be. It's already changed. And yeah, it's like, we're, yeah. we're already seeing it like consumer behavior, like habits have changed, right? You think about people like just us as like individuals. I mean, you and I live downtownish, so like <laughs> not in our car in general, but like people aren't driving to work. Like you're getting home, like your habits as a consumer are changing. Yeah. So you might not maybe see as many billboards or listen to the radio as much, or maybe you're like so overwhelmed with the news that like you're consuming that differently or you're watching it more because there is this pandemic going on and, or maybe you're spending less time on social media or you're opening like less emails. So it's already affected. We'd seen and like, and had conversations like, especially, especially different markets. And it's like, well, think about in a bigger city when people aren't, they're just staying home. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, how are you reaching them? It's definitely, there's no inlander when we're going, I mean, our restaurants and bars are closed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it already like has totally shifted, at least, especially for some of our accounts we've been working on campaign wise dollars where it's like, we shouldn't be doing that or we should buy on these days at these times and not here yeah. because think about it. They're, they're staying at home. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it really, it, I think, I don't know if it will be permanent, but it definitely is already changed. Yeah. Well, cause like uh, just me anecdotally, it's, I, I spend more time now on like social media apps that are more content based than like, uh, like relationship based only because like, there's not as much going on. So it's like, if I go on Facebook, I'm not seeing what Matt did on Saturday night where, and I see the photos of him partying. Who, me? You know, I'm not, I'm not seeing all this. So I, and I'm not, so I don't see, uh, so because I'm insular, but I don't know if this yeah. is what everybody's doing. So now it's just like, you don't have I'm as much FOMO politics. Right. I'm just like <laughs> reading politics on Twitter mm-hmm. or kind of getting in more of that because there's not as much interaction going on. So yeah. I, I don't have like, you know, like I'm not interacting 
socially with people as much on these because there's not much going on. And yeah. that's, but that's just me. I, think I, the, I don't know what that's The like. major habit shift is going to be like emotionally, you know, it's uh mental health has been a huge thing in this last year. And a lot of people have really fought through mental health or even mental health issues emotionally that they didn't know they had until things stopped. Yeah. And yeah. most people thrive on social situations and they thrive on this stuff. And then all of a sudden they're just like stuck in their home by themselves. Then they're like, Oh shit. I don't really know myself. I don't really know. Like this sucks, you know, and, and hopefully get things figured out. And I, I feel like people are going to be stronger individuals, um, kind of moving forward. And then on the marketing side of things, it's really, um, they're going to be more cognizant of, of, uh, emotions and mental health health when it comes to like social, I, I feel like social media is going to change in that way of like, it needs to be more pointed towards uh, bringing it back to the human level instead of just like salesy, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I love that. I love that shift. And I, I, another good thing, I guess I just thought about now, like that's come out of COVID is, is kind of like this focus on mental health and this yeah. focus on us as humans and what we've taken for granted, you know? Um, and then moving forward, I, I feel like it's going to be a better world. People are going to, care more about each other and I hope hopefully that lasts you know and it's not just like a all right things are open 2022 and 2023 then things are right back to right yeah the craziness and normal of before but I feel like it will last because it's going to take time to get a to whatever the new normal is I, I think it'll last a little while like if everything just opened up and everybody went right back to normal it would be such It'd be such a fight, just a gunfight to get back to where you were, to get back to the top, get in front of everybody else. But yeah. like think like restaurants, like, oh, they're kind of opening. So like what does success look like for them? Like right now they're like, oh, I need to pay. I need to pay the people who are here, deliver some good service, like to, to, to climb back. Like anyone who thinks that, oh man, my business used to make this much money and this and that, like these kind of metrics. Mm-hmm. If they're sitting around waiting for that to just come back, they're crazy. Like Not if yet. they haven't adapted and said, this is where I need to be now, this based on where I'm at now, that's the new mark. Yeah. That's where it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just stop and then wait for it to come back and then like get it going. That's, yeah. that's what happened in 08 too. But back then it was yeah. like that, that the houses, you know, everything crashed, everything was down. And I, I remember specific, there were, there was a couple clients of mine and they had a political leaning or this or that, but they're like, Oh yeah, if this happened or once this happens, it'll all be back to normal. I was like, dude, yeah. it ain't going back to how it used to be. Like yeah. you need to get on board with the new normal. Like right. you need to figure a new way out. So yeah. it's all about evolving. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's, it's exciting to watch and see, and especially with the wood shop, you guys do a lot of, um, you know, different stuff on the marketing side of things than we do as Houdini and every, I love just learning about the agencies, um, in, in Spokane and just seeing what different things make those agencies who they are. And, and even the, the agencies that, you know, could be considered our competition. Yeah. You know, you, you dive into those agencies and there's a different bread and butter. Usually, you know, you find your niche and you find, you know, your direction along your path. And, um, 
never see competition. You know, that's like the new way of marketing. I feel like is just coming together as, as peers and supporting each other and who knows if a partnership can come out of that, you know, and that's just more for all of us to go around. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of a, um, what are you guys excited about, you know, for when things come back, you know, even outside of business. I, I went out with the family. I got my wife, two little boys. We went out to dinner the other night, uh, Tuesday, I think. And I was like, gosh, it is so good to be out. And like, I love cooking. I love being home. I love all that stuff. But just like seeing my, my boys sitting there and one's eating their burger, the other's refusing, you know, cause that's how kids are. It's like, Hey, this is cool. We did appetizers. We did dinner. We did drinks. We did dessert, like the whole thing. It was just so nice to be back out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were there with, you know, big old restaurant and there was maybe three other tables, like from the start to finish only three other tables. So it'll be nice to see that coming around. It's just nice to get out of the house and, 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 and mix it up again. Yeah. Get something else going. Yeah. What about your boat? <laughs> oh yeah, we got. What about it. your guys' oh, boat? No. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh yeah, I go. Out, I was out in the garage a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Man, I need to get some wax for this." Yeah, I just <laughs> I'm gonna polish it. I'm gonna clean it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the. Well, sickest at least you boat. just got a polisher. So we got to get like a whole new engine. I think. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even know what we're doing. Okay, okay. I have to tell you, this is the most hilarious story. Okay, so oh, we, uh, so me and Matt, we bought a boat uh, like this. <laughs> This boat. old, this old nineteen like sixty seven or something. Old? Yeah, it's from the sixties. It's this old boat. It's and uh, it's, a and, ma- it's called the Maverick, the yeah. Aerocraft Maverick. Yes, nice. Aero Maverick. Yeah, I mean the thing looks great. It's a cute little boat, and uh, <laughs> so we take it out for the first time, and uh, you know Matt skillfully backs it up into the you know. See, this is how bad I'm at at boats into the harbor or whatever. You know, like whatever, whatever you call it. Don't right? look at me. I don't know. You know, but the boat launch. Yeah. Okay, so he backs it up. It was a lake, bro. The harbor. Okay. A lake, a lake. So he backs it up into the, the boat we launch. We have an audience, the by the way, here. So, I'm just like, so, first yeah. time ever backing a boat up. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's like three other rigs waiting for us to finish and other people, pull, you know, getting out. And so, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, totally, I'm yeah. sweating like I haven't showered in 35 days, right? <laughs> And so, and so back it in and we're just like, he just gets it in there. It perfectly lands. And then, uh, he pulls the trailer out and I'm like, great. And then I, I get jump into the boat and I start seeing water no. coming in. Oh no. And, She's then, like, and I was just like, I was like, Oh no shit. I was like, Oh, so we just bought this like like a this hole in the boat, boat or something. Yeah. Old boat, and they totally ran us through the ringer, and they just gave us a boat with a hole in it. And so we pull it out. We have to pull it back out, and it's like, and then and then audience pull is it laughing out, at us. Yeah, and right. it's like we pull it out, and then at at the end of the boat, there's this little stream of water coming out because there's a plug <laughs> in the back of the boat. Now this is plug, it, yeah. this story has a long arc to it because <laughs> the end of the story I haven't even told Matt yet is go it happens a couple of days ago. So what happens is 
All this has happened. <laughs> is the yeah. boat moldy? No, no, the boat, <laughs> the boat is fine. The boat is fine. The boat is fine. The boat is fine. I was just, I, I had opened up, uh, I call it the junk drawer at my house. Everybody, you know, it's like yeah. extra keys. Totally. All kinds of random Duct shit. Tape, and, the boat, and, the, and the boat key with the boat little fob or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a little floaty thing. Yeah, the boat floaty thing. And the boat floaty thing says, check the plug. <laughs> I'm not joking. It says that. Oh, man. And honestly, like, we pulled it out. That's amazing. It took, like, maybe 20 minutes for it to, like, fully stream out. And this audience was just like, we've all been there. (laughs) Like, they're freaking out. And we're just like, oh, God. That's going to be you guys. There's going to be someone at the boat launch, and they're both going to be pissing out the back. We all been there. And then, I mean, that's not even getting to the story of like even trying to start the engine once we finally plug it up and get it in there. And uh, it's a two stroke. (laughs) So, you know, you got to give it a little love. And us freaking musicians over here, like, I didn't know. We don't know. We have no idea what to do with an engine. I've a lawnmower before. Yeah. I don't know. The lawnmower breaks, you just get a new one, right? (laughs) Isn't that what you're Millennials. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. So that you, was fun. So we might be just getting a whole new engine. That's what you do now. It's just like don't do two it. Two stroke. <laughs> don't up. do it. No. Bring it over. We'll look at it. All right. You know two That's stroke. That, well, mine's a two stroke. I got, oh, okay. Yeah. My, my father in law's got one th- at the house too. So we got a fishing boat. We got that. We yeah. got the bay liner. But yeah, both two strokes. So we also okay. got to fix the handle thing because Billy over here got too impatient with the shut the front door. You know, kind of broke the stram. I just kind of I was on the boat. <laughs> don't you ever forget? Okay. That's all. I'm <laughs> Anyways, that's good to know. Yeah, we're gonna have some boat hangs. Boat and hangs. We're gonna give you sure. all the beer and every everything you need to like. I mean, we'll pay you if you can fix our boat. That's yeah. I, I can't wait. So we we spent some time at Diamond, and there's it's like all frozen out there, and people are out ice fishing, which is crazy to me. And driving like ATVs on the ice. You ever seen them? Do, like, I mean, I know people drive trucks out there. That's oh, that's know. just I crazy. Never drive a truck. No, no. no. What are they thinking? Yeah. Not in Spokane, too. It's they're doing it yeah, though. But yeah, so then I just like go in the garage and I'm like, let's vacuum the boat again. <laughs> let's get some wax on it and just get it all pretty and ready to go. Nice. That's all. That's all I can do is just stare it in the garage. <laughs> I'm oh, ready. Man, I'm I ready for it. for summer. My yeah. wife too. So, so ready. We so we ran into each other at what the DOL or the DMV? What's that place called? Yeah, uh, the DOL. The DOL. Yeah, we're yeah. getting it registered. Oh, you guys did. Yeah, yeah. so I, I'm, <laughs> I'm there getting the boat registered, and 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 I turn around. And these two guys walk oh, in. Yeah, it was and, like our first attempt to try to get ours registered. Oh, took so more. Old. Oh man, that's a whole other story. Oh, we won't get into. No, it. Yeah. but just sitting there, and the lady's like, "Oh, you got a boat? Everybody's got a boat. It's the end of the summer, and." These guys walk in and I'm like, what are you guys doing? They're like, we bought a boat. And I was like, I bought a boat. Everybody bought a boat. That was the best. Yeah. So excited for the summer and spring and, uh, you know, excited for marketing and the times and, and the times we're going to have together, like hanging out, even if we're not working together oh on gosh. a project, you know, it's yeah. like, it's all about that camaraderie and just learning from each other in this industry and really excited about that. I just want to thank you guys seriously for coming on eyes and ears. Yes. Um, yes. Thank you. And yeah, thanks, uh, yeah we're going to have a lot of fun um, just chatting with multiple people in the, in the scene yeah. um, for marketing and really excited to uh, 
see what you guys have in store for 2021. Big stuff coming. I would yeah. like to see post pandemic, whatever that means, maybe get you back in and have like a, oh, yeah. a round two kind of thing. Oh, we're definitely having a round two. Maybe yeah. we'll do it on a boat. Yeah. Let's get that oh, boat fixed first. All these boats. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yep. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. And, thank you guys. Uh, yeah. Cheers. Happy hour soon. Let's, let's go have some uh, after party. <laughs> yes. Clink, Cheers. Clink. <laughs> This podcast was produced and edited by Speak Spokane.